0: Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Y'all ready for
1: this?
0: One, two, three, let's go. Here we go. Let's party again.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the High Five Countdown Podcast. My name is DJ Setho, and how ironic! There's just as many High Five Countdown Podcast episodes as there were Savior Roadblocks when Rick was trying to get Maggie to the Hilltop community. That's right. A Walking Dead reference, which only means one thing. The High Five Countdown Podcast is going to be Walking Dead centric for this episode. Now, before I reveal the specific episode topic, I'd like to first introduce my two co-hosts. My first co-host does not play three instruments at once because Matty G doesn't watch The Walking Dead. So we needed to get a pinch hitter in for this episode. Here is Tugboat. Hey, what's happening? I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I don't think you realize this, Tugboat, but right now, the awkwardness is is really developing that I'm actually calling a grown man Tugboat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I choose to be anonymous, but DJ Anonymous is already taken, so Tugboat was an old nickname, so I figured I'd bring it back.
1: Now, I know you are a big TV watcher. You really like the shows that you get into, and and you have a great take on a lot of different shows. Uh, What type of shows are you into right now? Uh,
0: right now, I absolutely love the OJ show for the last ten weeks. Um, I'm up to date on all those episodes, uh, currently waiting for Game of Thrones to come back, and uh, I need, I'm need i still a couple episodes behind on Better Call Saul. That, that's where I'm at with
1: TV. My second co-host has not completely caught up with this season... So Tony B. will be joining us a little bit later in the podcast when we start the actual countdown portion of it. Right now it is myself and Tugboat. Now before we get into this, I just want to make sure that I don't get hate mail, that rumors don't go flying around. Maddie G. is 100% still with the High Five Countdown podcast. He loves us, we love him, but when we were talking on the phone planning this episode, Maddie G. actually said he doesn't watch The Walking Dead, and outside of a bunch of Limp biscuit references, he doesn't know what he'd be able to contribute to this podcast. And as much as I love Limp Bizkit references, I just decided to bring in Tugbo to pinch hit for Matty G since he follows The Walking Dead and I think we will provide some interesting takes on the episode and on this Top 5 Countdown. So, our High 5 Countdown Podcast episode is the Top 5 Problems with The Walking Dead. If you're an avid Walking Dead fan and love the show everything that they do is as good as gold Maybe this podcast is not for you, but we welcome everyone to listen. I think there's going to be some interesting takes. If you haven't guessed from the title, we might not be very positive on The Walking Dead this episode. Just saying. So before we get into the actual countdown, the best way to do things is to talk about the season 6 finale of The Walking Dead. Because honestly, I think it displays a lot of the problems that myself, Tugboat, and Tony B might bring up. Tugboat. Could you tell me a little bit and tell our audience a little bit about your Walking Dead viewing history, when you got started into it? Uh, A good Good friend friend of mine, actually, Seth,
0: a a good good friend friend of ours, ours, a buddy buddy from from college, college, Neil, yes, he gets gets to mention on the podcast... Uh, told me that I should start watching it and that it'd be something that I'd enjoy. So of course, you know, tune in. And the first season was slow moving, but I wanted to see more about the characters. So I was intrigued. And as they kept going on the second season with The Farm, I think I binge watched that as well. And then by the third season, I was all caught up and I was watching week to week. And I've pretty much been a weekly follower since then. With season six, I made sure to watch the whole season. And now I guess we're sort of here
1: My Walking Dead history is pretty similar. I was told by a friend to check the show out. The first season had happened, so he introduced it to me on Netflix, and it was good. I'm not typically into zombie shows. So I was like, all right, this is fine. Second season got me sold. The character development was awesome. I love the stuff they did with Shane. And some of the conversations they had about living in the zombie apocalypse were great. I've been hooked ever since. But the show's been frustrating because I think it's got a lot of problems. And every time you think they're back on track, one of these problems kind of sprouts up. So Tugboat, I think the best place to start is, what were your thoughts on how they wrapped up the season six
0: You can breathe, you can blink, you can cry. Hell, you're all going to be doing that. Nobody, not one fan that I've talked to or heard an opinion on has thought that the ending that they did was worth it. Finally, Negan arrives at the end of the episode, just what everybody's been waiting for. And then, the only thing that anybody wanted to know was who was actually going to get it. And to do the cheap cliffhanger that you compared to the Lost Hatch... Give me a break. This wasn't The Lost Hatch. Everybody, it's only going to be one of seven people that dies. We just wanted to know who it was. And how powerful would that have been to know that one character wasn't going to be there next year?
1: If they hadn't done the cliffhanger at the very end of the finale, is this a forgivable offense?
0: I think at least there's a payoff, because really, what else in the episode was overly exciting? Like, wow, this is what I watched for. It's that buzzer-beater shot, you know, or the walk-off home run. Like, wow, that's what it lacked, and it was very frustrating. Did
1: you you find it frustrating? I found it frustrating for three big reasons. Reason number one, it just destroyed any momentum that moment had. Uh, I know that moment is huge in the Walking Dead comics. By literally having that moment transpire and then causing a break in between Negan swinging the club and us finding out who dies just takes away all the momentum, all the shock value. It just weakens the entire moment. Number two, the Walking Dead doesn't need a cliffhanger. They are one of the highest rated shows they're the highest rated cable show do they even know who they're going to kill off
0: yet it's almost like if you have a bad contract negotiation maybe you're going to get written out of the show and it's cheesy if you just had some gusto
1: you'd kill the character You'd move on, and you'd show people this is a different world. And which brings me to number three, which is right in line with what you said, is that The Walking Dead had a point to conclude, a natural point to conclude, and it was like they were afraid to conclude it there. I don't know what they were afraid of. You can be an auteur and have a point to make, but... You're making a movie or you're making a television show for an audience. And
0: when you're doing that, there's a give and take. We suspended disbelief. Okay, this is going somewhere. Okay, it's going somewhere. Something big is going to happen. And then only to see it cheapened at the end where the cast themselves don't even know who's going to get it. How much more effective would it have been if they just would have told you, this is who dies?
1: I think it would have been perfectly fine. You know, and I'm familiar with the comic books. I knew the scene was coming. I knew that this was going to be the scene to conclude it. So I was ready. I, I knew this was happening. I figured the final thing we would see is some character get their head cracked in. Well, I knew who dies in the comic books. So the question to me becomes, are they going to stay true to that, or are they going to do something different? And I expected to have that answer and to be left all Walking Dead off-season hating Negan for taking away one of our beloved characters and that would have been so much more powerful than to be left waiting and you know what the worst part about it is tugboat is that number one scott kimple was too scared to put one of his character in a body bag get him a body bag yeah (laughs) get him a body bag johnny And number two is, we're probably going to find out who dies anyway, because either Entertainment Weekly or some other media post is going to say, oh, Steven Yeun is on a new show, or Norman Reedus has signed on for this movie, which just so happens to tape during The Walking Dead taping. So we're going (laughs) to find out. If
0: they would have done this as a half-season finale, and you had to wait for basically like December to
1: February, maybe... Maybe yeah, I could have understood a little bit. No, I disagree. I would not stomach this in a mid-season finale. Okay. That's fair. Do the writers even know who's dying? Do they have that plotted out? Or was this just to buy them time so they can truly crunch the numbers and see how this world's going to be different without Abraham or Glenn or Daryl?
0: And and you're probably right about that. I think I'm I'm grasping for straws a little bit because I just don't know how they thought it was going to be a good idea or how they thought it was going to be well received. He did compare, I believe also, to the Hatch from Lost, which you're unleashing the unknown with that you lost. With this, it's, it's one of seven, seven people, people that's dying. It's not, not that much of a stretch to say, it. okay, and this person is going to be there versus this person and isn't going to be there. It's totally, it's totally different. Bad comparison, Scott Giffle. Bad,
1: Scott. But, Tugbo, we need to get back to the island. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. We've got to go back. We have to go back. <laughs> I hope there's a lot of Lost references, because I know I'm going to reference Lost uh, later in this episode. Spoiler alert! <coughs> the big question now, who do you think it is? Honestly. Gun to the head, give me one character you think is not going to be there with us next season.
0: I think it's got to be Glenn, which makes this even more maddening, because to have this whole story arc... From the first half of season six, where the dumpster fire that that almost death was, to then possibly get to here, if it is Glenn, so you're gonna fake kill him off to real kill him off, that would make sense. Quite honestly. I almost don't even care who dies at this point. Like, I want wanted wanted to know. And it's six months from now, what am I going to do six months from now?
1: I agree. For me, I'm going to answer this question based on two viewpoints I have. Number one, the character that died had to be prominent in this past episode, if that is where they're leaving off in episode one of season seven. In which case, it's Abraham. Money on it, hands down. But, what if the first episode of season seven does not start out where we left off? What if... Season 7, Episode 1, starts off with us seeing everything from the viewpoint of the characters that Negan captured. To see it from the viewpoint of Daryl, of Glenn, of Rosita, of Michonne. And we get a true character development episode with those characters. In which case, if we go down that route, then I also agree. I think Glenn's done.
0: And and once again, Seth, if they open up Season 7 with that, I think that people would also be just, you know, enraged. To talk about the actual episode, because I know we've been talking about the end, part of me really wonders, right? So Rick and his gang are being met by roadblock by roadblock. Are there, like, two roads in Alexandria or close by? You, you mean to tell me, Rick couldn't I hightail it out over there with his gang? gang? I know that this is all leading up to Negan. It was so contrived that that was the way they did it.
1: Well, I think it would have been helpful if they flashed up a map before this journey took place, Oregon Trail style, so we could see where we're going. Or... Perhaps they might have turned around and found a giant
0: van, a VW van, that was driven by Hugo. He's going to live alone and be one of those guys.
1: You know, the crazy guys with a big beard and no clothes who's naked and throws duty at people.
0: And maybe that's how they escape.
1: <laughs> Could Sawyer run shotgun?
0: Great plan, moonbeam, and after that we can sing kumbaya and do trust falls. Totally. Yeah! <laughs> who's more... Of
1: like a tough guy Sawyer or Daryl That is good I would say Daryl We ain't losing nobody else I'm going for a run Come on we're going to lose a light Okay If you're asking me for better character I'm saying Sawyer every day all day Of course
0: Well I also think See Sawyer Daryl kills you with the crossbow Sawyer will kill you with the bare hands And Sawyer can also play nice Daryl can't really play nice Daryl's got one speed
1: Sawyer can be cunning. Doctor playing golf Woo boy howdy I've heard everything.
0: What's next? Cop
1: eating a donut. Not to crucify the episode. I think there were some good things in the episode. I think one of the ways the episode could have been better is let's cut down on the roadblocks. Instead of five roadblocks, wasting 40 minutes on it, let's have three roadblocks and only waste 20 minutes. Because some of the other stuff on the episode was pretty cool. I loved the Carol and Morgan stuff. That took us back to Walking Dead Season 2, because they were actually talking about how they should adapt their lives in this apocalypse. And to me, that was the best part of the episode.
0: Because it was real and believable. I totally hear that.
1: And number two, I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. He's got some charisma. They casted right. And if there's a good thing I will say about The Walking Dead, they do a great job in casting.
0: Isn't this part of the problem that like the show has elements where you're like, it does that right, and it does that right, but it can't put everything
1: together. Very true. And and who knows, maybe that will come up in somebody's top five spoiler alert. <laughs> Perhaps. What is the state of The Walking Dead going into season seven, and where are you at with the show going into season seven? The state of The Walking Dead right now is limping because
0: you fired the one bullet that you could, which was Negan, which, just like Lost, did the flash forward or flash backward, right? That was like the one bullet in its chamber where you have to go back.
1: We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back!
0: Because at that point you knew that they left the island. Once they did that, there's no going back. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! Once sneaking comes, what else is there? As far as where that leaves me, I might shock you, Seth. And I might shock the listeners. I hope not. But I, I really think I'm done. I have not cut bait on many TV shows. I like to complete things. But I will say that with this show, I'm done watching. It would take... Everybody that's a Walking Dead fan saying, well, maybe you should give this season a shot for me to come back. It's a tough sell for me to keep watching this show when I'm just, I leave a lot more disappointed. I leave disappointed more often than not. You know, who knows, you know, six months from now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see you die. Maybe I'll turn it on for... One episode, two episodes? Oh, I guess I have to watch the next half-season finale. What about you? How excited are you for season seven?
1: Wow, hold on. I I just need to pause. You just voted The Walking Dead off the island. Yeah, it's on. Whether that's the Survivor Island or the Lost Island, I'll let you make that call. It's the Lost Island. Get Like, the Get Lost Island. Like, see you later. Corny jokes all night. (laughs) Only a nickel each time. (laughs) To answer your question, I will be tuning in out of curiosity. Jeffrey Dean Morgan sold me. I mean, the way he played Negan with that charisma, I want to see what this badass character can do. But it could quickly go south for me. So it is still in my TV rotation, but it is on a fringe point to where I could drop it at any point. I wonder how many other people feel this way, too.
0: Or if we're just, like, on our own
1: island. You, me, Sawyer, and John Locke partying up on our own island.
0: Great plan, Moonbeam. And after that, we can sing Kumbaya and do trust Falls. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Except the whole possibly dying part. Bye, bye. Bow, bow. three, three. Two, two, Y'all yeah, ready for this? One, two. Here we go. Normally
1: what we do is is, is we we have Matty G come in and, and we tally these and, and, and we we do a definitive top five. But this is a little bit of a different topic because I think what we've done is we've reached a point where we've troubleshot a show and we've come up with pretty much all of the same things. So what I'd like to do is instead of doing the tally, I'd like to pretty much just give everyone closing statements to this point of the top five problems of the walking dead
0: closing statement thank you to the court for hearing my walking dead arguments
1: i'm so gonna insert judge Judge watner music now (laughs) i think if i have to sum it up
0: i'm gonna make it very short and sweet which is if i have to come up or think about how to solve x y and z about a tv show and all the problems it has, then that just tells me that that TV show is not for me. And it's gotten to the point where these issues and these problems are, there's no way that they can come back for them. Unless something drastic happens, I probably will not be watching. That's, because I really do want to watch season six. It's. I I feel like I've already invested so much into the show, I I should kind of continue it, but they're, they're making it tough for me. And I, I agree with Ryan. If we're able to list all of these reasons, then there's something wrong with the show. There's something rotten in the state of Denmark.
1: I pretty much agree with both of you guys. I think The Walking Dead has become too big for its own good. The amount of success it's had and the amount of growth it has had has caused the show to become overfluffed, too fat, and to not have focus. All The Walking Dead has to do is cut out the stuff we don't want to see. That's a lot of stuff to fix. I don't know if they'll get it right. I hope the creators of The Walking Dead listen to this podcast. I and mean, They might get some uh, inspiration or ideas.
0: This, this was, was cathartic, cathartic, and I thank you for having be. me. Truly a fun experience. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to the High Five Countdown Podcast. If you like us, please tune us in at iTunes. Subscribe to us. And if you like what you hear, we love five-star ratings. We love four-star ratings. Anything lower than four stars, and Tony is going to trash talk you worse than he did Judith. That's
0: right, and I won't show any mercy. So give us good ratings, download the podcast, don't just stream it, download it, make sure it's downloaded.
1: Go on to iTunes, search High Five Countdown Podcast, and we're going to pop right up. Check out our previous episodes, our most recent one being Top 5 Cinderella Stories. And I think it's time to end this podcast. My name is DJ Setho, and I am going to go eat a big tub of pudding with my buddy Coral.
0: Carl? Where's Carl? Carl! Alright, so I, I'm Tony. I just want to make it I'm not anti baby. I can't wait to listen to the next episode of the High Five Podcast after this because it will be a Judith Free Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. Love your babies. Eat your pudding. Good night, everybody. It's Carl! Carl!